What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Flawed Car Talks, the podcast where Tyler and I, a couple average car enthusiasts, discuss our projects or opinions on anything automotive. What's up, Tyler? Not much, Cody. What's going on with you? Not too much, man. Another fairly slow week due to the virus going on, but aside from that, not too much. It's good, man. My week's getting a little bit more hectic than usual, but it's a good thing. Yeah, sounds good. Well, without further ado, let's jump right into our next topic, which is going to be Mazda's Sky Active technology, specifically their new technology called Sky Active X. It's a very interesting topic, and I really am excited for what Mazda is doing with this engine bringing the Atkins and diesel cycle together to make one really efficient engine. Yeah, so their Skyactive X technology is a little bit more innovative, yet also building off their Skyactive G technology. So for a little bit of background, their Skyactive G technology had a very high compression ratio, for gasoline engines at 14 to 1. This was achieved due to their headers, their exhaust headers. They made some modifications there so they could get more of the hot exhaust gas out of the cylinder, thus allowing for cooler cylinder temperatures during combustion and ultimately cooler combustion temperatures. That was how they were able to mitigate knock. Um, which at the end, when you're dealing with these high compression ratios on gasoline engines, that's normally the problem we run into is knock. So going forward, now we're looking at Mazda's new technology, which hasn't even come out yet as of the recording of this video. It is upping the ante on that even more, going up to a 16 to 1 compression ratio. They're doing a couple different things with their spark controlled compression ignition as they call it um tyler you want to give them a little bit of an explanation on what this spark com controlled compression ignition is and how it's kind of working inside of the engine yeah so on mazda skyactive x engine they use a special type of piston head that causes a swirling motion as the intake gases enter into the chamber. As the piston's coming up into compression, fuel's injected at a 37 to 1 air-fuel ratio. As the piston f moves farther up, bringing the combustion gases almost to the point where it wants to ignite, the combustion mixture is put off to one side because of the vortex motion. On the other side of the cylinder is another bit of fuel that gets injected again, right basically at top dead center, and then ignited. That small little bit of ignition causes a surge in pressure and temperature that causes the rest of that air-fuel mixture to ignite due to compression. You would think that that causes ignition because of the spark, but in actuality, which even to my surprise, and I think yours as well, Cody, that it's actually from the compression that happens, not just from the spark. Yeah, so I think that's going to be a point that trips a lot of people up is I see in 
how they're writing it on the website, they talk about how it's so similar to a diesel engine. And in a sense it is, but it's important for everyone to realize that all of it still is using spark for the initial ignition. Now at certain times, depending on how the person's driving or whatever their computer is looking for as far as, you know, load wise and everything else, this spark controlled compression ignition will take over. Otherwise in some other settings, it will just be regular spark ignition in your traditional vehicle. The spark controlled ignition is only really good at high loads and at a particular running temperature. Like it doesn't like being cold. So when you first start your car up at a cold startup, it's going to be just a normal spark ignition car. So another part of their technology and how this is working, um, two things, of course, you kind of alluded to it, but this is a direct injection engine. So the injector and the spark plug are offset slightly in comparison to top dead center or middle, let's say, of the cylinder. In the middle of the cylinder, they're actually using a pressure sensor on top of each cylinder. And this is going to monitor the peak pressure in that engine. So what they're doing with that pressure sensor is they're monitoring when peak pressure occurs. And what they're looking for is it to occur just after top dead center. So if it's occurring a little bit too late, then they'll know to ignite the spark a little bit earlier, you know, and vice versa. So they can, they can keep that under control. This is going to be one of their main points. I would assume they haven't really specified it anywhere, but how they're going to mitigate any sort of knock and be a big prevention of it. I saw in some of the, uh, videos on YouTube where people were going and getting to do the test drive of the car. And one guy actually said that he kind of romped on the throttle to see what it would do. And there was a slight bit of knock and he said it was noticeable, but the Mazda tech that was with him during the test drive told him that that will be tuned out and will be prevented in the full model. So that, that will be interesting to see how they actually combat that that sudden surge and getting knock like how do you like they would as they would have to predict that knock is about to happen and prevent it somehow this new motor is supposed to improve efficiency and torque in comparison to their previous models this greater efficiency is going to be coming through due to their lean combustion. So they're going to have less energy loss due to heat. You know, they're going to be able to burn up all of that fuel in the same respect. Since they are doing such lean combustion, they're going to be able to greatly reduce their NOx output. So NOx, which is basically your emissions that we're looking to reduce with any sort of combustion engine, gets greatly reduced when you reduce the combustion temperatures. So when you're at that perfect air to fuel ratio of 14.7 to one, you're going to have all burning of the air and all burning of the fuel. But at the same time, you're going to have really high knocks. 
So as you get a higher and higher air to fuel ratio, something really high like Mazda's up around 29 to one or 37 to one, depending on what, where it's at and its stage of combustion, the NOx levels are going to be so, or the temperature levels are going to be so much lower, thus making these NOx levels reduce to practically nothing. If you ever get a chance, go online, take a look of the curve for air to fuel ratios in respect to combustion temperatures. And basically what you're going to find is that the high temperatures is what creates the NOx. And then shortly after that, they're going to drop off drastically with reduced temperatures. So with the greater efficiencies that Mazda is seeing out of the sky active technology, it's really allowing them to take a hundred year old technology and really perfect it and be able to compete with all the other guys on the market that are having to swap to hybrid or all electric cars just to meet fuel economy and environmental regulations. I believe that pretty much wraps up everything that we have about the Skyactiv X technology with what information we have at this time. Going forward, we will stay up to date, see if anything new comes out that we can possibly make another podcast and update you guys. But for now, that is all we have. It's Cody and Tyler with another one of our 100 podcasts. Stay with us on this journey.